0: section 86.com we're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time verkakter comedy funhouse network <laughs>
1: Alrighty folks, welcome to another episode of the song Inside and Out from Fakakta Comedy Funhouse Network. I am your host, Blake Clayton, and uh, we have with us a special guest this evening, uh, a good friend of mine uh, from the the city of Baltimore. It is Sean K. Preston. Sean, welcome to the show, man.
2: Good evening or afternoon, whichever it is right now.
1: Good evening, afternoon, morning, it doesn't matter. It's always, when podcasts you can listen to whenever. <laughs>
2: There
1: you go. Well, uh, it's it's New Year's Day, so I'm, I'm catching you on the first day of the year, so I can say that this is your first interview of 2016.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is. Hey, we're man exclusives,
1: right? <laughs> fresh, fresh information. Uh, we've known each other for a few years now. Uh, I, I I was thinking back to when the first time uh, I saw you play live, and that was at uh, Christie Fest, the first ever Christie Fest. Um, and ever since then, I've been a big fan and we've become pretty good friends. And um, uh, it's an honor to have you on the show. Well,
2: shoot. Well, well, thank you for having me, Blake. And uh, I'm glad I could finally do it without messing it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, every show we have an artist come on and talk about a specific song of theirs, kind of, you know, talk about songwriting, talk about the inspiration for uh, their song that we're talking about. And normally I pick the song. But uh I, I got with you and uh, asked which one you wanted to do, and you picked uh seven a.m. hell," which was re-released on uh, your album, "The Cult from Old Regret." Um, what made you pick that song?
2: Um, well i do I had to choose a song that's been published already. Um, we have new stuff that's getting ready to come out in the in the new year, but um, none of it's really. I think the only, the only place it's been published is on the live album some of it and you know uh, I just you know when you told me the premise of the show it was to tell a story about one of the songs sure. and some of the songs I, I don't want to talk about the sure. stories for sure and um, and just because I don't want to I don't want to demystify some of them and some of them I want people to kind of hold on to whatever they think they're about right. and then uh, and then some of them I just I don't you know I just don't want to talk about and then other ones that are so obvious. There's really not much of a story to tell,
1: you right, know. Right. You know, and, and I've noticed that you know, with, with a, a lot of artists, uh, they don't want to break that that image that a listener has on a song because a song could mean a hundred, you know mean many different things, um, and and so I, I completely understand. There's a lot of artists that that that, that feel the same way. Uh, seven well, a. seven a.m. Hell is 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 an interesting song. Um. You know, basically, it's it's about two lovers in a hotel room. But let's kind of dive into it. How how did the song come about? What was the inspiration for that song?
2: Um, this is and this is why I chose the song. Is, is, it's because it's got the coolest story, as far as at least. Um, it, it's interesting. So I guess it must have been oh god, um, 2001. I think I wrote. I think a good portion of the lyrics for the song in two thousand and one. And uh I don't remember the release date for the cult remote regret, but it's probably like it's probably almost ten, twelve years after that or something. Sure. Um so I wrote lyrics in a notebook when I lived in California. I lived in San Diego and I lived in this um uh, this little studio apartment in the gas lamp quarter, which is the downtown San Diego. And um just about every weekend in the morning when I would have a day off of work and I'd be sleeping in, uh, there would be a fire engine that would go down the street, hell for leather, blaring away at around 7 a.m. And it's, so the lyrics, you know, were, it's, what is it again? It's like, a, uh, it's a 7 a.m. hell. And then the original lyrics were, were just kind of a rant. I was like, it's a 7 a.m. hell, there's always fires here. And you know, that was like the first lyric. <laughs> And then uh, some of the other lyrics came out. I don't remember which ones, but it was written on a piece of paper and then, you know, or in a, in a notebook. And I didn't come back to it again until 2007 when I put out the, the first uh, my first Sean K. Preston album. And uh, I pulled a page out of the book and I'm like, these are kind of cool. And it became a mashup of the original lyrics. I threw out some of the lyrics and, um, and I wrote some new lyrics, kind of, that were loosely based on, like, my life in San Diego, and then, uh, I was in this mood to write a song one night, and I had nothing. I just wanted to play something, and I, I remember I went through the book, and I found that page, screwed around with it, and the first thing I played on the guitar and sang, it just kind of happened, you know, by itself. I didn't really, uh, have to try too hard, so... I thought it was cool that um, that it kind of it wrote itself. It just came out, you know. And it's cool that it was by that point, I guess, what really, maybe like twelve years old. Wow. You know, the words were twelve years old. So, and uh, it was cool. I just and I really what I really like about the song is that it turned out to be. I didn't really know what it was about exactly, and it's cool people i mean like you said you said the the song is about two lovers and a an and I'm like i guess it is <laughs> i don't you know, i don't know
1: now you know with 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 i find this out a lot with you know songwriters too is some songs write themselves in, in 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 one sitting some manifest you know like you said you wrote these lyrics down and wrote these words down and then years years later you still have a hold of them you, you, you get a fresh look, like a, you know, a completely fresh look at them. And, mm-hmm. and how? so you must have to, you know, as a songwriter, you must kind of hold on to everything you've jotted down. I, I can just see, like, just notepads it's, all yeah. over the place.
2: It's weird, I guess. It's weird. It's changed a lot over the years. That's the thing is that I don't, at that time, when I finally wrote the song that started, you know, 10 years before, it, it was... I don't know if I was writing a song when I wrote it down in the first place. And I did, I was writing a lot in books. And, and over the years, I've always written in books and had books and papers and everything. and I try to keep it all. And I find that nowadays, um, I haven't really gone, it's like I go back to those books once in a while just when I'm moving things around. Sure. But I haven't really gone back to look for songs. I'm, I'm kind of, these days I'm writing it's more intentional these days. The way it feels like I'm like I'm going to write this song, and still sometimes like certain phrases or little pieces of paper turn up. But I haven't had an experience like that. I don't think. I think there's only one experience I've had like this, where it was a song that started so long ago. Yeah, you
1: know? sure. You know, and as a songwriter, you know, over the past uh, past decade or so, what have you What have you noticed is the difference in your writing style, say back then to as to now? Hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's really tough
2: because it's it's, it's just it's a constant. It's a it's a constant thing of of uh, whatever works. You know, it's like some of them. Um, some of them just happen again. You know, the difference. Some of them happen, and some of them are quite labored, And some of them are a little more clever than others because I'm trying to make some kind of statement. Um, some of them are more like impressions. They're not really specific. So I don't know. If, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if I can really compare the style of way I write now to then, because I think it's been the same style, which is there's no set style. Sure, you
1: know? sure. The style of not having a style.
2: Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. If it's like uh, if I can write a song by randomly finding some papers and I like, doing something with it, or if I can sit down one night because I just have a wild hair to write a song and I do it quickly, and then other times I may have a guitar thing that I've been playing for two months and I have one, you know, one sentence worth of lyrics and it goes on like that for three more months. and sure. You know what I mean?
1: So, you know, when you talk about the guitar parts, uh, you know, what what chords are involved in, in 3 A.M. Hell? Or se- 7. 7 A.M. 7 A.M. <laughs> there's only three chords but
2: what? there's at 7 A.M. <laughs> wow. I don't know. If... I think there's only there's only a handful of chords. It's uh, It's like an E... And then there's, I believe, an F sharp, and then an A, <clears throat> and then the, the uh, I guess, the chorus, if you like, is like an A and E. But it really is minimal. It's super minimal. That's, it's, you know, another reason I chose this song to talk about it, is that it's, um, it's super minimal, and the the lyrics are really the star of the show. There's nothing fancy going on. I mean, there's a little bit of pedal steel on the record, um, and uh, Johnny Lawless is playing upright bass on it. But the the singing is the star of the show. The singing and the words, and um, it's a it's a it's a weird story. It doesn't. It's not. It's a um, it's a weird impression impressionist kind of story. It doesn't. It's not really clear exactly who the characters are, um, and why everything is the way it is. It's just this feeling. That's that's what I really like about the song the most. Is that um, when I listened to it later on after I was done, I didn't really have a clear, um, like I said, it was only this feeling kind of thing. But when I listened to it critically, as if I was not me, I, I had started to imagine the stories for the song. I imagined, like, what what, is he singing about a prostitute? Like, you know, are they in the hotel room? And, you know, he's singing about a prostitute, and he's in love with her, but they can't stay together because she's a prostitute. And, like, you know, and it's, uh, I wrote it. You know, but I'm, I'm, I didn't have any prostitute experiences right. to write out.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's one of the things that I had written down. is like, is it a love song or is it a breakup song or is it a little bit of both? But it, like you said, it, it could be interpreted a number of ways because the listener can kind of develop the story of the the detailed story of of, of the people involved.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's <clears throat> that's what I like. Is it's definitely it's got a sad. Kind of longing or doomed romance thing, and that's pretty much all there is to it. But you know, why are they in a hotel room, and why is it seven o'clock, and you know, they're smoking cigarettes? Sure. And what does it all mean?
1: Was it was it a specific hotel?
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of cool because um, the reason I put the hotel room downtown lyric in there is because when I first moved to San Diego, I was living in a really dodgy hundred dollar a week hotel um, and I say hotel, I said like it was a flop house and uh... Was, I don't know if I should name the hotel or not, <laughs> I do that's cool, Maybe they might even be
1: folded up by now, I don't know, but, sure. but there's, it, a, there's a bunch of them right? You know, because um, one of the lyrics, you know, it says, you know, the walls were dirty red, I was just I was just visiting, you know, that kind of I don't know, like a like a velour kind of like red yeah. judgy, you know <laughs> Yeah, it was, um, the,
2: the, so the hotel that I stayed in was, like, this dingy, dingy place. Like, I had a 10 by 10 room. It was $100 a week. Um, <clears throat> laundry day is Wednesday. Put your laundry outside the door on Wednesday. If you don't put it on Wednesday, you got to wait another week to get your laundry done. And, and, uh, at the end of the hallway was the bathroom that the entire floor would share, you know? Right. And, uh, I remember when I first got to their hotel, that's the first you know, place that I stayed when I got to San Diego and it was one of those, like, pull the window shade and it rolls up and there's a brick wall there, you know? Right. And, uh, the window looked out onto this, uh, like, ventilation shaft in the center of the building. Like, so all the rooms on that floor kind of went around this ventilation shaft and my window looked out on the shaft. So, you know, I opened the window, my view is a wall and, uh, it's kind of funny, my room, was almost catty corner with the window that was the bathroom. <laughs> and so, uh, every morning I would hear like somebody filling up in the bathroom because, I mean, the people that lived in this hotel were like, uh, there were homeless people that saved up some bucks so they could have a place to stay for a week sure. or, you know, uh, just drifters and like blow throughs and stuff. Real like transient people. And, uh, I'd hear this cat throw up every morning like around 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning and uh, one time I went in there to take a shower right after he had finished up and there was like blood all over the toilet seat and shit. I'm like, oh my god.
1: Oh man. I was going to say we'll take a break real quick. uh, Do an ad for another show on FCF Network and we'll come back and hear more from Sean K. Preston and his song 7 A.M. Hell.
3: Step right up, step right up. Are you a fan of the macabre? Do you enjoy blood and guts? Does gore get you excited? Is getting scared your thing? Do you like horror movies? Boy, oh boy, do we have the right show for you. SM Radio is the best horror movie podcast on the web. Shannon and Mark discuss a different horror movie topic each episode. Some episodes are about specific horror movies, some episodes are about folks involved with horror movies while others are about top ten lists of horror movie topics. All with great music from all genres. I should warn you right away, spoiler alert, those two yahoos pretty much give away everything, every time. Come one, come all, down to S&M Radio, where nothing is too taboo.
1: Alright folks, welcome back to the song Inside and Out, episode 18, and uh, Again, we have our friend Sean K. Preston uh, talking about 7 a.m. Hell from the Colts from Old Regret. Uh, you know, you kind of talked about where/how the song came to be in, in in songwriting. Who are some of the songwriters that have inspired you? You know, a, a, as you got into songwriting. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> geez, man, there's like so many. I guess. Uh, all right, so I won't be
2: difficult. I'll just out I'm just going to ramble out a couple names and then. And, and then when I run out of steam, I'll stop. Okay. Uh, so Hank Williams, you know, Hank Williams is a big time. Um, okay, I'm done. There you go. There you, go. <laughs> yeah, you know, Bob Dylan's in there. Uh, Nick Cave is in there. Um, Leonard Cohen, maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's so many, you know what I mean? And, like, some of them are, like, people that maybe people haven't heard of, and then some of them are... Uh, you know, uh, like uh, what's her name? Oh my God, I'm, her name's escaping me now. Jeremy Mitchell. Um, which you know, shoot, I, I, there's just there's a ton. You sure, know? sure.
1: Well, and that's and that's you know one of the things that is a hard question because there's uh, you know it's very difficult to narrow them down, but it's also to show that you know you're you're getting influenced by a lot of different genres with a lot of different you know songwriters. Right. So, you know, for a a new songwriter or or anybody that that is writing songs and haven't been writing, what would you? What are what are a couple of you know tips or advice that you would give a young songwriter?
2: Uh, Hmm. Don't take yourself too seriously because you might stop yourself from doing something that'll turn out to be good. Um, When you write a song. Give it, give it a chance <clears throat> before you decide whether you like it or not. Because you, <clears throat> you write a lot of songs. If you, if you end up wanting to do this, you'll write like, like taking photographs or whatever else, you'll write a lot and some are gonna be winners and some are gonna be not, not so winners. But <clears throat> my advice would be to give everything a chance and not take anything too seriously and, um, and allow influences that you may not have expected to, you know, go ahead and listen to those Hall Notes records. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's like, you never know when something is going to get you and read, read a lot, too. Read a lot of literature if you can, you know.
1: Sure. You know, and it's like you said, you know, don't crumble up that paper right off the bat and throw it in the trash. Kind of hang on to it and, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe if, 10 years down the road you'll fl- be flipping through and you'll you'll the song will end up writing itself.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's I mean, that's the perfect case in point with this with seven AML was uh I didn't think much of it at all. I wouldn't even think I was writing a song when I wrote those things down that turned into something later and it was years later I pick it up and read it and I'd forgotten about it, so I'm reading somebody else's work. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And it felt like, Oh, that's that's pretty inspiring. That's somebody else, you know, it it, it was so forgotten that it, it I could use it again,
1: you sure. know. Maybe you you had enough disconnect from it that whatever meeting it might be did have you know you're looking at it with a fresh set of eyes
2: exactly I mean it started as like bitching about fire engine
1: yeah <laughs> right so uh, you mentioned at the beginning uh about working on new material um, what does what do you what do you have planned for 2016 in regards to uh, your music?
2: <laughs> uh, well, my year so far has basically been waking up and eating, and uh, um, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm excited. We're due to put out an album uh, this spring, and I reckon the due date is around June. Due date, the release date—it's <laughs> like a baby. Uh, <laughs> I reckon. I reckon it's, it's due to come out probably around June.
1: Sure. Yeah.
2: And, uh, I'm super excited about this. It's really, I'm really excited about this album.
1: What are some of your new year's resolutions that you have?
2: Oh, wow. Shoot. Oh, um, okay. So I did make some, uh, number one was, uh, to be more peaceful. And, um, I think what was the other, I think, uh, another one was to be more organized and, um, and you know, in an effort to improve myself i uh, I think I'm too nice to people, so I think I should start being more sarcastic. Blake
1: <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs>
2: yeah, that's great, Blake
1: <laughs> you're you know what that's perfect <laughs> great idea, <laughs> sure, I'll do an interview, whatever. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I mean, you know, you should try to change yourself for the better, and I'm just, I'm just too nice to people, saying so I'm going to be sarcastic.
1: There you go. Uh, so, where can folks go to find out more about Sean K. Preston and what you're, where you're playing, and uh, where to, can they get your albums? SeanKPreston.com. dot com. Seankpreston Go to Seankpreston dot com. S E A N K
2: Preston, no spaces dot com.
1: Awesome. Well, buddy, thank you very much for uh, you know kind of bringing us into your songwriter world. Um, uh, I appreciate your music, definitely, and your friendship. We we, we have our, our lyrics, our handwritten lyrics, uh, up on the wall, uh, from me and Molly from the wedding, and, and we, we super cherish that, and I appreciate everything you've done, man.
2: Yeah, sure, Blake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, you know, being more sarcastic is good. Maybe you need to work on which... Which which parts of it you are, you know like when is the appropriate time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks.
2: <laughs> no, uh, thank you, thank you for having me on Blake. It's it's a pleasure and it's a good good to get a chance to you know uh, any excuse to get on the phone and have a chat anyway. So,
1: all right. So make sure you check out Sean K. Preston and check out Seven A.M. Hell right now.
0: This has been a Fakakta Comedy Funhouse production, executive produced by Blake Clayton. For more information and content, go to fcfnetwork.com. Are you a blogger or a podcaster? or you're just not happy with your web hosts, you need to check out HostGator.com. You're gonna find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs, with a free site builder, and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try a free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you gotta lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite out of your web hosting costs.